Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hello, friend and leader, and welcome to episode 66 of the Still Space podcast, important questions to ask yourself about your career and life. Often we assess what to do next in our career, in our lives, in our relationships, by looking at others, by looking at social media, by watching movies, television, anything that externally gives us a vision of what it should be or can be. And the fallacy in that is that that's one dimensional, right? You're looking at one picture in one way of one situation most of the time that is staged. Most people on social media will be happy to show you how happy they are, how great they look. They're not going to show you the down times, the truth, the challenges along the way. Look, it's human nature to compare yourself to others. This is how people have been gauging what their goals are for a very long time. But if you're leading a purposeful life, if you're finding the still space in your life where you're looking internally for what fulfills you, not externally at what might be out there that others are doing. Now you're more intentional and you can find the answers within yourself. First, take a very deep breath. And there are some questions you can ask yourself that bring clarity. These are not questions you ask yourself when you're comparing yourself to other people. These are questions that you ask yourself when you are in a still space zone and you're being vulnerable and honest with yourself. You know, there are the questions I'm going to give you, you could ask yourself and say, oh yes, and and have very pat answers. But when you're allowing yourself to be your true authentic self, the part of you that doesn't need to be perfect, the part of you that isn't worried about somebody finding out that you're really not good enough to be doing the job you're already in, All of those fallacies, assumptions, imposter syndrome, expectations, these things that don't serve you, that's not when you want to ask yourself these questions. You want to do it in a still space moment. And here's the first one. Does my boss care about my professional development in a way that I can describe, I can actually talk about it, and that makes me feel I'm preparing for my next role. If the answer to this is yes, 
you're in a good situation. If it is no, think about what might be different if you had a boss who cared about your professional development in a way that you could talk to your friends about because they're such a great leader. You're able to share specific details about the thing that this person does that's unique in the way that they're helping you. Number two, can I handle difficult conversations with executive presence and without emotion? There's a big difference between you being reactive and you being thoughtful and deliberate and certain. And you can be certain about not knowing something and you can be certain about knowing something. And if you don't know something, you say, you know what, I don't know the answer to that right now, but I'll get back to you, insert a time frame. Are you able to lasso in the ego that needs to be heard, needs to be right, needs to be seen? That ego will bring you down and kill careers, and what it leads to is perfectionism, procrastination. We all have an ego. It's why we're not extinct as a species. Many of you have heard me say that before. However, when the ego is driving our behavior, the thoughts are leading, the thinker is not. Who's in charge, the thinker or the thoughts? The thinker, you, are in charge of your life. And you know when somebody has executive presence because they don't overreact. They're not emotional. And when I say this to clients, I often hear, oh, well, I grew up in an ethnic family and that's just the way we are. That might be. That's the way the family or the way you grew up or however you conducted yourself until this point. Don't let that be an excuse to box you into a persona that is not authentically you or how you want to behave. So if we want to change behavior, we first have to start with the thoughts behind them and the emotion that we're struggling with. So if you're a more reactive leader, most of the time what's in the way there is that I'm afraid I'm not going to be heard, I'm afraid I'm not going to be seen, and I use power and overbearing nature as my weapon. And that's not the only effective tool that you can use to be seen and heard. A lot of very quiet people are very effective. So you want to make a conscious choice to say, you know, I have been an emotional reactor in some situations up to this point. I understand that. And the reason why I do that is because an insert with that reason is understand the emotion behind the behavior. I feel threatened. I don't want to be um, unnoticed. I don't want to be left in the dust. I don't want to be somebody that's looked past. So I sometimes overreact. I own that. I understand it. And I also notice that the thought behind that is that I'm not important enough to just be myself. And that's the thought we want to shift. Because when we can shift that thought, we can shift the emotion with it. So I'm not going to dwell in the space of I don't have enough respect to say something and be heard and seen otherwise. I'm going to shift to, you know, I'm going to listen a little bit more. When I listen, 
I hear and see things that other people don't, and that's what I'm going to share. That's a healthy thought, followed by an emotion of I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin, and then the behavior that follows that will likely be one that's appropriate in the work setting or even in just a simple relationship. You're much more grounded and sure of yourself. Okay, let's move on to question number three. Am I building a deeper relationship with my direct reports? Trust them explicitly whereby they challenge me in a good way? Now think about this question and how it could also apply to your life. Am I building a deeper relationship with my partner, with my children, with my friends, with my associates, with my community? Do I trust them explicitly whereby they challenge me in a good way and I don't overreact? I invite the challenge. So developing a deeper relationship with people takes honest and true interest. That's where you don't need to be right. The need to be right is not serving anybody. You can't listen well if you need to be right. If you want a deeper relationship with someone, don't feel that you have to tell them anything because most of the time they're not listening, right? Because we listen at three levels. We listen such that when that person takes a breath, we can jump right in and get a word in edgewise. And they're not hearing us. They're not going to do what we tell them. The second level of listening is we know what they should be doing and we'll just tell them and they'll know then and act on that. That doesn't work either. The third level of listening is deep listening. And this is where you build trust, where you listen not to tell them what to do, but to repeat back to them what you've heard and the inferences, what you also hear in between the lines, your interpretation. This tells the other person, this person's really listening to me. I've been heard here. They feel very validated. Trust happens, and now you have a bond. This works really well with teenagers, although it's really hard to do when you want to say, no, you can't come in at two in the morning. That is not acceptable. No, you can't spend time with so-and-so because they're in trouble all the time or whatever. You listen to what they have to say. Tell me why you're spending time with them. Tell me why you couldn't make that midnight curfew. What happened? And now you're having a conversation. A conversation is not a confrontation. A confrontation goes nowhere. And sometimes I have to say to people often, are we having a conversation or a confrontation? That stops right there, everything that's going on. It makes everybody check in with themselves. It's a great tool at a meeting. It's a great tool in a very difficult discussion. Are we having a conversation or are we having a confrontation? So, Again, that question is, am I building deeper relationships with the people around me, no matter whether it's at work or in personal life? Do I trust them, whereby they challenge me in a good way? That takes great humility and is a very marketable skill if you're looking for a new role. It is very attractive if you're trying to build a closer relationship with people. It's very friendly. It makes draws people to you. It makes them want to get to know you more. 
It's the underpinnings of trust. Question number four. Can I manage anxiety so it does not interfere with my ambition, with my peace, my relationships, or vision for my future. Very important here. And this also dovetails with the discussion that we're having on overreacting when we are in a fear zone, when we're sensing that we're being judged, when we're sensing that something bad might happen, we have a scarcity issue where we can't believe things are going to go well for too long because certainly that's not going to last. All of these things come to bear to build your anxiety, which contributes to suffering. And a whole suffering stems from the desire to have something. And even worse, if that something is out of our control. So if you're really anxious about something or worried about something, most likely that something is not something that is within your power. This seems really simple and may seem trite, but it's very important. If you have anxiety, you are worried about controlling something that is out of your control. And intellectually, you might say, okay, I'll accept that, but how do I stop doing it? And that's where you go to a mantra. We talked about this in just the last episode. Something that you believe at your core that is true to you. I know that I can do things well when I insert whatever your mantra or successful signature strength is. This is why people meditate, pray, find the still space, contemplate, because this is a practice that we do to ground us such that when we notice that we're anxious, we don't fight it and say, oh, I wish I could stop doing it. That's not mindful. If you're judging yourself for some thoughts or emotions or behaviors, you're not being mindful. You're being judgy. And judgment doesn't bring anybody happiness. Still space or prayer or meditation or whatever it is that you do to ground you is a practice that is there for you all the time such that when you notice that you're anxious, you go back to that practice because it grounds you in what is fact and true for you. If something is outside of your control, that is not going to change. What you can't control is your interpretation of it. It might be your health. It might be your job status. It might be your relationship with somebody. And the more you go internally, as opposed to externally worrying about what the situation might hold or the future, which again is out of your control, internally you'll start to see how you can A, show up differently, B, detach from it, C, get more vulnerable and admit the discomfort that it's bringing you. All of these mindful practices that help you differentiate between the anxiety and who you are at your core. So when I say, can I manage anxiety so it does not interfere with, and these are the things that are important in life, your relationships, your calmness, your ability to advance in your career, your vision for your life, artistic endeavors that you enjoy. 
Can you manage that anxiety? Because the anxiety is always going to be there. We're programmed as humans for it. That's how we keep ourselves safe. It's how quickly you can go between the stimulus and the response to a still space response and not jump to a reactive response, which kills your executive presence, kills relationships, kills your sense of peace and belonging, and makes you feel out of control. So that ability to manage your anxiety is vital for your relationships, your life, and your career. Question number five, do I wish I had a way to stand out for high-level work and advance accordingly? The answer to that is yes. It means you don't have it. And you want to think about how you're going to stand out so that people identify you with something. Whether that's you're the person who is the financial wizard, you are the person who is instinctive and intuitive, you're the person who strategizes and conceives the future. You need to know your signature strength. And if you don't, you can't build a persona around it. An authentic persona that includes what about you is outstanding. Why are you the must-have? And that could be not just in your career, but in a love relationship or in a friendship or in a community organization. What are you known for? Understand what that is. It isn't boastful to know that. It's key for you to know that. I know what I'm known for. I tend to be fun. I tend to be funny. I'm extremely strategic and I am a risk taker. And people know that I will get it done. If I am going to take a risk, it is going to happen. Okay. So what is it that you want to be known for? Because you already know at your core who you are. Are you taking off all of the guards and the masks and the curtains in front of that and letting people see that? Because that's authenticity. That's self-esteem. That's saying to yourself, I belong here and saying to others just in nonverbal cues, I'm meaningful. I have something to contribute here. And question number six, when I think of my career in two years, can I see where I am and how I got there? Now let's apply the same question to your life. When I think of my relationship in two years, can I see where I am and how I got there? When I think of my friendships in two years, can I see where I am and how I got there? When I think of my activities in the community or my interests, can I see where I am and how I got there? This is a really important question because if you don't have a plan for where you're going, you are already there. And you may be at a point in your career where you're very fulfilled where you are and you see yourself there for a number of years and that's great. Fine. You're acknowledging that. Very good. But if you are not at a place in your career or your relationship, or your friendships, or your interest level in the community, or whatever it is, and you don't have something structured for you to be applying yourself to along the way, you're already there. You're going to be in the same place in two years. So 
This is where critical thinking and strategic thinking is really important. And it's not that difficult to do. It's pretty linear. You can back into the goal. You can say, I want to be here. I want to be in this level. Okay, six months before that, I would have been doing this. A year before that, I would have been doing this. And you start to piece together, well, if it's your career, well, who would I be meeting with? What types of roles would I have? Where can I get the skills to apply for those roles? Who might I talk to to help me along the way? If it's relationship building, it might be, I realize I'm very, insert whatever that is, overbearing, guarded, quiet, and I'm going to work on that by whatever it is. But if you think accidentally, it's going to happen, it won't, and you will find yourself in a year, two years, three years, four years, giving up on yourself, and that's horrible, and is not the way life has to be. Here's the most important question you can ask yourself of all of these six questions. This goes for all of them. What evidence do I have that any of these things will change in the next six months? Of all of these questions I've asked you, if there's no evidence that anything will change, you are stuck. That's what it is to be stuck. You've been this way for a while. You've read some books, you've talked to people, you've tried different things, but you still feel the same way or showing up the same way. And you're starting to worry if things are not getting worse. Waiting for direction and self-management skills to appear only delays getting what you want on the dream that you can do it yourself. Is there any evidence to support that thus far? Or worse, you don't believe it will happen because it hasn't already. This is making yourself out to be an expert in an area you haven't trained for, earned certifications for, or practiced in for years, only to feel like a failure when nothing changes. I see so much anguish in the workplace over missed promotions, not getting the job, not getting valued or respected or even noticed, not getting paid fairly by truly talented and dedicated people. I see so much anguish in relationships over broken dreams. She doesn't listen to this. He doesn't listen to me. Again, not feeling valued, not getting respected, not feeling even noticed by truly loving and caring people. If this is the case, find someone to help you. Call a coach if you have a counselor that you trust, even if it isn't me, let someone take the burden of career and executive presence expertise, of relationship expertise off your shoulders so you can realize your unique expertise and position it for advancement. You'll sleep better, eat better, have better relationships, and take better care of yourself because you'll be prioritizing you. Success is freedom, not more hours. And you can stop proving yourself because you're already proven. Now let's get to the next part. You deserve that. It's so interesting to me how I watch really highly educated leaders leading Fortune 500 companies who don't believe that they need to invest any more time or energy or money into 
themselves after a very high-level education. That was years ago. Is that the only thing that you need to get through your life? Of course not. But we don't do that, right? Because we're taking care of the children need this, the house needs this, and then we minimize ourselves when if we get our act together, everything else flourishes. The children, the house, etc. So I can't tell you enough how important it is not to spend time in what I call the dead zone. You're better off in what I call the meanwhile zone where you're working on something so that you can see six months out this is getting better and you can then believe that two years out this is completely different. Wishing you the quality, authenticity that you have and taking down all the guards and allowing that to come forward today. You are not weak because you want someone to help you. You are smart if you have somebody help you. Wishing you that today. Hello, you savvy, wonderful, mindful friend. I have an announcement for you. Over the past few months, many of you have reached out to me with similar questions and struggles. And I realize not everyone is able to participate in my one-on-one coaching program, Mindful Leader Satisfied Life. And my heart has been heavy to find a way to help you. I've listened and I've heard you. And I've worked very hard and I'm very excited to announce to you that I'm launching a brand new coaching program just for you. Cue the band, light the firecrackers, sound the alarm. The program is called the Three C's Lab. And what are the three C's? Confidence, connection, and calm. So you might be working on your career. You might not be working on your career. You might be working on getting a promotion. You might be working on just fitting in better with the people that you work with, not being as angry, not being as upset. Nobody can stand tall in their career, their relationships, or their life without a solid foundation. And this is what I work with with all of my clients. In the three C's lab, you'll learn the tools, skills, and techniques that will allow you to build that strong foundation so that you can be mindful and satisfied in every aspect of your life. It's part group coaching with me, part skills training, and part community. Mostly, you belong to a really welcoming group of people who care about you, your personal development, purposeful life, and satisfaction. Do you ever wonder how you could stop grieving something whose time has passed? Know if it is right to change jobs or change you? Create a hybrid work environment for yourself. Ask for a raise, get promoted, get noticed. Stop feeling empty when your life is so busy. Are you tired of waking up in the middle of the night worried about something you can't control, trying so hard and not getting noticed or valued, being frustrated managing someone who is passive aggressive and underperforming, worrying about your relationship and not knowing what to do, anticipating retirement and questioning your identity? The Three C's Lab includes this, weekly live group coaching calls with me via Zoom, a vault full of skills and tips, monthly interactive workshops shops with me where I'm training. This is not where I'm coaching people. This is where I'm giving you instruction on things like 
your ego and fear, your persona versus your identity, your energy, the drama triangle, and where you might fall on that triangle. Life transitions and necessary endings, knowing about the source of suffering. That's what's going to happen on the monthly trainings. There will be an online community where we can post and talk to each other all the time, a vault full of coaching and trainings in case you can't be on the calls. And this is the most important thing, life, time, access. No renewals, no subscriptions, no secret hidden messages. All of this, 2K. Yep, that's right. That's it. 2K, all of the above, and you are in for life. You will always have access to all the new trainings, the videos, the updates, and coaching calls. So go over to my website, maryleegannon.com, click on coaching, and follow the information to the three C's lab, confidence, connection, and calm. I'm really looking forward to having you with me. This is the first time I've been able to offer something at this level, and I'm really excited to help all of you who have been reaching out to me so that we can be connected, confident, and calm together. Looking forward to having you in the program. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com where you can also learn more about working with me.